trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. That's better. Welcome. Yes, welcome to the Topical Resort this time. I'm your host, Viper, and um, Radio DJ had a little bit of a hiccup because it goes, you know that introduction track that you put right at the beginning? I'm just going to skip that. And I'm going to instead go straight onto your first track. Absolutely amazing. The professionality at its best. But yes, it has been E3 this E3 this week, and uh, it's probably the biggest gaming event at the moment. It might change eventually. I think it'll probably get overtaken at some point by other events. But um, since it's the currently biggest gaming expo, with multiple companies presenting shows and revealing their hot new titles, we should probably take a look into these said titles and perhaps dissect them and give my own opinions on the event and the revealed games as a whole. So after the break we will be starting with PlayStation and Microsoft, but first we're going to play some music and uh, since there was a game revealed from a spin-off series I'm going to be playing some Roman Legends music since a Raven Grabbers game was revealed. So from Roman Legends here is Castle Rock theme of the first music stage, right here on Top Core Resort.
Good evening and welcome back to the Topical for Result for another week. As I've already mentioned, I am your host, the Green Viper, also known as many other different names across various parts of the internet. And as I've already mentioned as well, today we'll be going today we'll be going to take a look at E3. And that is not how you sentence, but we'll go with it anyway. So first of all we're gonna be looking at PlayStation and we're gonna be looking at Microsoft. And before I begin I would like to give a thanks to the site E3 recap helping me out because I didn't get to watch all of these live and I haven't been able to experience them all and I can just go through this nice already pre-made list and tell you everything that happened in each one of these events so we'll start off with Microsoft yes the king of TV and sports I guess we'll start with them so let me just get up the side again um so Anthem no clue what it is um, I didn't even look this one up because this just doesn't look interesting. It just like looks like generic space shooter too. Um, so I'm gonna move on to something I actually know about the original Xbox compatibility. This is really cool because you know two generations worth of backwards compatibility. You got the, you got the awesome 360 backwards compatibility, which is really good because it actually works. And now you've got hopefully accurate original Xbox emulation because. The Xbox 360 uh, had Xbox backwards compatibility, but it was a buggy mess, quite frankly. Half the games don't work, and of the games that do work, none of them run particularly well. They all run with various glitches, because they only worked on backwards compatibility on the Xbox 360 for about two years before dropping the project, never to work on it again. Sega's games work surprisingly well, like Jet Set Radio Future like, is bearable to play, and so are Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog. Then you get some other games which are just awful to run, one of them being um, Battle for Bikini Bottom, a game I spoke about before. It has a really awful glitch where the skybox becomes glitched out, and as a result, um, a massive like multicolored flower fills the sky, and it is really off-putting and makes you really dizzy when you play it. So that's just an example of bad emulation, but if the 360 emulation is anything to go by, like the um, Xbox 360 backwards compatibility on Xbox One, if that's anything to go by, I'm really hopeful for this, and plus 4K Jet Set Radio Future, come on, you know you want it. But indeed, it is a very um, very interesting thing, because if they can pull this off, I reckon this will be one of the main things that will shift the Xbox One X. I do believe it's on the original Xbox One as well, but... Like, it's 4K, like, not just not running them in 1080, but running them in 4K and surround sound and all that lovely stuff which the original Xbox didn't have, and even the 360 emulation didn't have. I think that'll be a huge system seller, definitely. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Um, I wasn't, like, I didn't have anything against the first Ori game, but it just didn't really take my interest personally. And this game is much the same, really. It... It like looks cool, and I don't bash on the people who like it, but it's not personally my cup of tea. And speaking of cup, we'll be getting to that shortly, because I'm aware people are going to be talking about it. But Middle Earth, Shadow of War, no interest. Life is strange. Before the storm, I've been hearing decent things about People seem to like it. I heard it didn't have like the original cast or something from the first game, but it is a game I keep meaning to check out. It seems alright. I will pick it up at some point. Ashen, no interest. E3 2017 Indent at, oh at Xbox Games, no clue. Crackdown 3, like the other two, not much interest. Cuphead, uh, this is a really fun game that I actually am interested in. It's stylized like um, retro Disney cartoons, so like, you know, very sort of the, the 50s sort of style. I can't really explain that well. 
uh, very flamboyant. Not flamboyant. Is that the word I'm looking for? Like very like um, lively. I guess I would use the word as like very lively and all over the place compared to like modern animation styles. And it looks it looks hard as nails from what I've seen. And that's definitely a cool thing about platformers nowadays. They they're pushing the boundaries again of difficulty. Like. For a while, everyone was scared to make too difficult games, but this seems like, you know, they're not scared at all, and they're just going to push full, fully for a really difficult game. Uh, Super Lucky's Tale. Everyone's been going up in arms about this one, but I'm personally not too hyped. Like, it seems alright, but personally, like, uh, it looks okay. Like, nothing groundbreaking like people have been making it out to be. Although I do appreciate the jokes that Lucky looks like Tails, because he does. Tacoma, uh, haven't actually read up on this one. Sea of Thieves, Rare's new game. Um, this actually seems alright, like I wasn't really on board uh, the first few times I saw it, because um, it's just the way they presented it, and I'm not a huge fan of like um, massive multiplayer games, which this game definitely is, and like real-time multiplayer games. like. If I'm going to play something multiplayer, like I want to play a um, party game, like, you know, your Smash Bros or your Mario Kart, I don't really want to play, like, a huge, massive, like, um, not story, but, like, teamwork-based game, I guess. I don't really want to sort of play that thing. But I've been, like, more, more, um, swayed towards it now that I've seen more footage. Um, I don't have an Xbox One, so I won't be picking it up, but, um, good luck to anyone who does pick it up. It does seem like a cool game. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I heard good things about this. I haven't watched the trailer or anything personally. Um, if the um, Xenoverse games are anything to go by, this will be good or even better. Code Vein. Don't know anything about it. Same with Artful Escape and The Last Night and The Black Desert. Minecraft in 4K is just a massive meme because Minecraft in 4K um, looks probably no different to how Minecraft looks in any other resolution. It looks the exact same, maybe just a bit sharper. Uh, Darwin Project, don't know anything about State of Decay 2, didn't like the first one at all, so probably will not like the second one. Deep Deep Rock Galactic, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, don't care for either of them particularly. Assassin's Creed Origins, they're still making Assassin's Creed games. I know, they won't go away, I want them to go away too. But, um, yeah, it seems like your typical buggy Ubisoft mess that will be patched out in about um, two months because it doesn't work. Metro Exodus, bang bang, shooty shooty, no interest. Forza Motorport 7, I do have like a slight interest in the Forza games, but it seems very by the numbers for a uh, realistic racer, which is a shame because I really do love Forza, but like they seem to be doing nothing to change the formula and they seem to be doing nothing to like make it stand out amongst other realistic racers. And obviously the main event, the Xbox One S. S, X, ah, stop naming things so similarly, damn you Microsoft. The Xbox One X is basically the 4K Xbox One. That's all you need to know, except it's way more expensive. Um, I don't think it has any exclusive titles currently, but like it's just going to enhance old ones, and new ones will be built around it. Uh, it seems interesting. I actually prefer the original name, the Xbox One Scorpio. It's just much cooler of a name. Because Xbox One X is confusing when you can now consider that the abbreviation for Xbox One X is XBOX, which spells out Xbox, which then takes us round in another loop because that takes us back to the original Xbox and everybody getting the Xbox One confused with the actual first Xbox and ah, Microsoft get better names. Anyway, that's Microsoft, that's uh, the headache that they were. Overall, what would I rate their conference? I would rate their conference about a six. 
There was some fun stuff announced in there. There was quite a lot of stuff I didn't care about. So let's untick them, and we will now be going to Sony, who I had slightly more interest in. Um, there's a lot less stuff here. Which is good. It seems to be missing some stuff, because I remember there being a lot more here. Um... Because there's one thing here, that I, there's one thing that I want to talk about, but didn't even come up at all on this list. So I will just have to talk about that separately. Uh, Jamie says, "Aren't games like the new Gears of War getting updated to play on 4K resolution for the console?" That's what I said. Yeah, they're basically updating old games for now to support it, and new games will like be built around the console. So let's go through Sony now that I am actually here and not being distracted. Uh, Moss VR, it's a VR game. I'm sure Skyblaze will have a field day with that one. Personally, no interest. Spider-Man. Um, I believe this was done by Insomniac. And uh, Insomniac just can't do anything wrong. They're just gods of video games. And, like, a good Spider-Man game is just... I want one so badly. Like, Spider-Man 2. Great game. You know, there hasn't... Amazing Spider-Man, like, the groundwork was there for a good game, but it just felt like an unpolished um, Batman Arkham City. Uh, so I'm really hopeful for this one, and hopefully it combines like the best of the two games, like an open world Spider-Man game and the web slinging, web, I can't speak, web slinging and um, the missions and stuff from Spider-Man 2. Hopefully it combines both of them. Destiny 2. I have no interest in Destiny 2. However, I imagine a lot of my real life friends will because I have a real life friend who has 3,000 hours in Destiny, so I'm sure he's gonna have a field day, because that's my new favourite word, I'm sure he's going to have a field day with that. 4,000 hours, who knows. Um, Detroit Become Human, no interest. God of War, uh, God of War never really takes my interest, because I'm not particularly massively into, um, particularly massively into action games, and especially like when said action games are quite repetitive and have been going for years and need to die now. Bravo Team and Final Fantasy XV, Monster of the Deep, no interest, although Final Fantasy XV I heard decent things about, and apparently it's just like Final Fantasy XV fishing or something I heard, or just something random, so maybe that'll be like funny and a gag. Uh, the Impatient and the Impatient and Star Child VR, know nothing about them, and they're VR games, so I probably won't experience them. Uh, Elder Scrolls v Skyrim VR. I think this will honestly be a VR seller. Um, I know a lot of people who love Skyrim, and a Skyrim VR experience will be one of those things that pushes people towards it. It's like... Uh, I think one of the things that VR lacks is substantial games. Everything just feels like a tech demo, with exception to Res Infinite. But every every game I've seen just looks like a glorified tech demo, and I think Elder Scrolls v Skyrim will convince people because it's finally like a full game and not just there to witness like show off the capabilities of VR. Call of Duty World War 2. Bang bang shooty shooty. Um, Marvel vs Capcom Infinite. I didn't hear the best things about this. I heard this needs a lot of work. Haven't seen it myself. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. The HD remake of the HD remake. Um, I, have, I haven't played an awful lot of Shadow of the Colossus. I basically played it on PS2 because I loaded it on... Um, because I have like a way of playing games on PS2 over a network cable. I loaded it on through there, and it didn't run at full speed, so I never really like got too far into the game. But it was like interesting from what I saw. Never got the PS3 version, and now there's a PS4 version, so I guess I should probably get that at some point. Like that'd be good. Um, like especially with the obviously the updated graphics over the PS3 and PS2 versions, and also it not running like a PowerPoint. 
because that's one thing the PS2 version is guilty of. Uh, Monster Hunter World. Don't have any experience with the Mon Monster Hunter games. Haven't watched the trailer for this one. I should get into the Monster Hunter games because my friends seem to absolutely love them, and I probably would love them if I played them myself, just I haven't yet. Days Gone, Horizon, Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds, no interest in those. Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. Um, I do actually have some mild interest in Uncharted games, and I don't know anything about this one. Is it like a spin-off? Is it a new game? If it's a new game, I may check it out. If it's a spin-off, I'll probably check it out anyway, but... It's nice to see that Naughty Dog is still making these games, but at the same time I sort of wish they would move on to something else aside from The Last of Us and Uncharted, because I feel like they're sort of holding themselves back a bit, personally. Um, so, what else should I say? Oh, yeah, we do have the game which wasn't on here, which is personally my most excited announcement, and this really says something. Um... Undertale is coming to PS4 and PS Vita, and it, there's going to be a physical release on PS4. Now, I'm like one of two people that actually really loves this game. I love the music, I love the gameplay, the story's really fun. I, it, I think it's just a great package that you should highly check out. But my biggest complaint about the game was always the platform it was on. PC exclusive for an RPG I don't think is very good. And it was really the sort of game that could have benefited from being on a portable. And that's exactly what they got. Because now, obviously, you've got... You've got Undertale on PS4 and on the go, so I'd highly recommend checking this version out since it will probably most likely be coming out digitally. There's also a collector's edition and a regular physical edition which I will try and pick up the best I can. Uh, a really awesome game, I highly recommend you check it out. And Discord is just absolutely tanking right now. Uh, let's see what Jamie has had to say in the chat. Jamie says it still looks like regular Skyrim. That is true, but like it's gonna. I think people will be more enticed to buy it. And Jamie says, don't you mean the HD remaster or the HD remaster? I thought I said that, but apparently uh, I do mean that. Jamie says, Uncharted Legacy seems like both a new game and a spin-off. That is true. I was getting Tomb Raider vibe from Legacy. Um, I'll have to watch the trailer. Like, I'm going to watch a lot of these after the show, which I know is a bit pointless considering I'm doing a show about them right now. But I will check these out a bit later. But um, what, would I rate my, uh, what would I rate Sony's? I'd rate this about a 7. Nowhere near as good as previous years. Like they just had some absolutely mental announcements, like Crash Insane Trilogy, uh, Shenmue 3, Final Fantasy 7. This year, none of that. But overall, it was a good conference. I think everyone just overhyped it a bit, and they were getting like really excited when really there was nothing to be excited over, personally. But aside from that, um, Sony were one of the better companies this year, which says something. But we'll be getting into. Um, the the other three that I'm going to be talking about, because I'm not going to be talking about EA, I'll be talking about the other three companies a bit later on. And they did a lot better, honestly. I think they did a lot better than these two, which is why I started off with these two. But now I'm going to play some music, and since this relates to the um, PlayStation conference, I'm going to play some Undertale music. So, from Undertale, this is Dating Start, right here on Radio Sega.
Tropical Resort, only on Radio Sega. song there would you admit yes that that was from Cuphead that was Floral Fury and before that from Undertale is Dating Start one of my favorite Undertale tracks but now as you just heard it is almost time for the request resort how do you get in your request for the request resort it's fairly simple you can either DM me through discord which is radiose.ga forward slash discord or you can send it to us through Twitter at Radio Sega, or you can send it to my personal Twitter at The Green Viper Ray. Either way is good, and I should be able to see it. Um, 20 asks, what gaming soundtracks do I have? I honestly couldn't tell you off the top of my head, just like, uh, ask for something and then I can just probably quickly download it. I say I don't know off the top of my head because I really don't know. Um, like I just have, my entire folder is so messy I wouldn't be able to go through and like, tell you everything because I have like... 300 plus folders in my music folder. Yep, and Jamie has already made the obligatory joke at the real faker because obviously, it being Twitter, my name was already taken on Twitter. But now we're going to get on with the, in my opinion, the two best conferences, Ubisoft and Nintendo, with Ubisoft being the best. And then Nintendo came along and go, nope, you can't have this one moment of glory. And they take it all away from them. Ah, uh, silly old Nintendo. Let's see what Ubisoft had up their sleeve. Uh, the Sword of Ditto. No interest. Gundam Versus. Um, I hear good things about Gundam, the series. I should watch it, but I haven't. Um, uh, are you sure this is right? Because... I don't think Ubisoft revealed Yakuza 6 A Song of Life, last I checked. Um, let me refresh. Okay, give me a second here, guys. Um, yeah, it, it didn't have the filter on the entire time, despite it having Ubisoft ticked. Guys, I love your site, but um, I couldn't get around that one, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, probably the most hype announcement of the entire thing. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Yes. So hyped for Beyond Good and Evil 2. The first game was a GameCube game, one of the best GameCube games. And if you know anything about me, I'm the GameCube guy, more than the Dreamcast guy. Love that system, and Beyond Good and Evil is just such a fantastic game. So when Beyond Good and Evil 2 was confirmed, my heart just sank in my chest. So excited for this game. 
it's going to be amazing. Far Cry 5, um, this is the one that people are complaining about because it's like racist towards white people or something, and uh, to which I reply, get a life, go outside, do something with your life, please. After that, Steep Road to the Olympics. Uh, it's an Olympic game that doesn't contain Mario or Sonic, therefore I have no interest. Starlink Battle for Atlas, uh, know nothing about it. South Park Phone Destroyer, I, it doesn't sound like an, the RPGs which they've been going for, so I'm guessing that's a um, mobile phone game. Yes, it is. Android and... It's releasing for Android and OS X, so it's releasing for a mobile phone and Mac. Only It's a real-time strategy, but like that literally makes no sense to me. Whatever. Skull and Bones, typical pirate game. It's just it's just not Assassin's Creed Black Flag, so it doesn't win my respect. Transference, VR experience, therefore I don't give anything. I'm sorry. Uh, South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Yes, obviously it's South Park, so it has to go for the, you know, the lewd name. Yeah, post, post all your comments in chat, I don't care. But the South Park RPGs have been very solid from what I've seen. Like, they're very well-made games and obviously they fit the world of the show incredibly well so I have I have no faith that this one like I have no faith that this one will be amazing no wrong way around I have faith that this one will be amazing because the last one the stick of truth was so good but uh, the crew 2 um, I didn't have any interest in the crew 1 don't have any interest in the crew 2 this actually I do tell a, I do tell a lie because the the crew like the driving parts seem all right I'm just not interested in the rest of it Assassin's Creed Origins, we've been through this. Typical buggy Ubisoft mess that will get patched in two months because it doesn't work. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, this game looks good. So, um, I guess now is a good a time as any to tell people that I never really hated the Rabbids like everyone else. Like, the Rabbids were like, everyone considered them like the original minions, like the really annoying, overly cute characters that stole a franchise. Um. It, um, I don't really know how to comment on that because, like, I thought they were annoying, but I don't find them anywhere near as bad as the minions. So, like, when the rabbits like were making their return, like after they'd done the whole TV show and the awful Connect game and stuff, like I wasn't really too bothered by it. And when I heard about Mario and Rabbids, everyone's like natural reaction was, "This is gonna be the worst thing ever. The rabbits are the worst thing ever." But like, people suddenly changed their minds because they saw like the gameplay and they saw the Mario stuff, and I think everyone has faith in it now. I would agree. The RPG mechanics look awesome. Mario plus Rabbids, like not my ideal crossover. I would have taken Raymond and Rabbid, sorry, Raymond and Mario any day. But uh, you could do a lot worse, and the game does look really good. It might be a system seller for me. Aside from a later game, we'll be talking about in just a second. But Ubisoft, what would I rate Ubisoft overall? I think their conference was very good. Um, like you got the parts where um, the creative director of Mario Rabbids was crying as Miyamoto, the, the lord of Nintendo, just the absolute god of creative thinking, uh, said he did an excellent job and he started crying on stage when they cut to him on camera and that was rather cute, you can't hate the game now. But yeah, I would, just like full of like little quirky moments like that, it just became, just like made the whole thing really great, like there were some games I didn't care about but then... The games that I did care about just so outweighed those ones. Overall, I'd give... Honestly, I'd give Ubisoft the 9. I think their conference is really good, just let down by like a few weak bits, but... Oh, just pure passion you can feel from them again. Which I haven't felt from them in a long time. They've they've been like slacking, and they haven't like been 
putting their A game into things, but you can suddenly feel like they're passionate again about making video games, as you can tell by Beyond Good and Evil and Mario and Rabbids. So overall, I'd give them a 9, honestly. I think they're really good. Uh, as Tony said, yes, hating the Rabbids became a fad. And Jamie says, I remember playing the Rabbids games on GBA and DS. They weren't bad platformers. The Rabbids games were never really platformers. The only game that was a platformer was the GBA version of Raymond Raven Rabbids. Which I actually have. That's like the, one of the only GBA games I have. And I actually do think it's quite a good game. I'd recommend it. It plays a lot like Rayman 1, just with Rabbids. It's quite a fun game, honestly. Okay, right, let's go to the begin. Okay, let's see what these guys have got. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I, I was watching this live, but I just forgot about all of these for some reason. So starting off, we have Super Mario Odyssey. I have never been more sold for a game based on one trailer in my life. There have been trailers for this game before, but the game didn't really interest me the first time I saw it. I thought, oh, it just looks a bit like Mario 3D World, Mario 3D Land, those games, that 2.5D, uh, just doesn't feel like, it didn't feel like it grabbed my interest, really. Saw the new trailer, blown away, looks absolutely amazing. Re that I think I will end up buying a Switch, because... That game just looks so phenomenal. It's coming out October, and I might just have to save up because <laughs> I just can't skip this game. It just fills me with glee, especially like the music. And we'll be listening to a bit of the music later on in the show. But oh, it's just so awesome. Looking so forward to that. Speaking of so awesome, Rocket League. Yes, one of the most high announcements ever. I loved Rocket League. I played it on PS4. I played some of it on PC. Very fun game, takes two things which I find quite mundane, cars and football, and combines them into one game which is actually incredibly fun, especially with friends. We used to play this a lot in the Radio Sega Discord, with, you used to get like five or six of us like playing at once, however we don't do that that much anymore, but when we did it was very fun and we should do it again at some point, but now it's on Nintendo Switch and it's got exclusive Nintendo items and I think especially being able to take this game on the go will really benefit the game. But, yeah, very good announcement of Rocket League. Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle we already talked about, but very good game by the looks of it. I cannot wait for this. It comes out like the same day as Yakuza Kiwiami, and I will honestly probably pick up Yakuza before this game. <laughs> A Yakuza game with Rabbids would be funny, but, um, yeah, I'll probably pick up Yakuza before this game any day, but, like, this game does look amazing. And if I ever switch by that point, which I probably won't, I will try and pick it up. Yeah, so, um... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild expansion packs. Um, people seem to be hyped about this. I personally don't care too much for Breath of the Wild just because it doesn't look like my cup of tea. That doesn't mean it's a bad game. Just I don't have too much interest in it. And people seem to be like against the idea of paying for DLC when it's like really cheap. But then you remember Smash Bros had about forty pound worth of DLC on Wii U. So don't complain because otherwise you can pay that much money to get the full game. And I wouldn't complain if I were. Fire Emblem Warriors, I don't have too much interest in the Weeb Emblem games, but um, people seem to be really excited because new Fire Emblem, it seemed to have Marth and the squad back, seems good, you know, people are excited for that, can't really blame them, it's cool, Yoshi, it literally just called Yoshi because I don't think they revealed a name, it looks like a sequel to Yoshi's Woolly World, which I know people enjoyed, and yes, chill guitar music reference, here we go. Actually, I had Yoshi's Woolly World on the 3DS, and I played about one level and got bored. 
but um, yeah, we haven't really seen too much of it, so I can't really form a full impression yet. But like, um, it looks cool, I guess. Can I see more? The most hype thing of the entire E3 week, Metroid Prime 4. <sighs> I'm, I'm a lover of solid GameCube games, which is why I love the Metroid Prime series. I know Metroid Prime 3 was a Wii game, but go along with it. But there hasn't been a new Metroid Prime, ga Prime game in almost about 10 years now. And everyone was losing faith because the last Metroid game was Federation Force, which ironically came out on my birthday, which nobody liked. And everyone was losing faith that Metroid would ever make a good game, or they'd ever make a good Metroid game again. You know, the last proper Metroid game was like Other M in 2010. Everyone's losing faith. And then, BAM! Metroid Prime 4. Straight in your face. So excited, they didn't even show any footage, but like the sequel to the game that we've all been wanting for years. It's finally here. It's just so pumped for that game. Whenever they reveal a release, whenever they reveal a whenever they reveal a release date, you know I'll be pre-ordering that because it just looks awesome. Unnamed Pokemon RPG, they didn't really show too much of that so no interest. Pokemon Tournament DX, um, I enjoyed Pokemon Tournament. I'd probably enjoy a Pokemon Tournament DX. Kirby. Oh boy, when I saw Kirby. So pumped up. Kirby's like my second favourite franchise, like so closely behind Sonic, like they're pretty much tied. So when Kirby Switch was announced, smiling from ear to ear, just so excited. I don't think it'll probably, I imagine it probably won't come to 3DS. So I will have to buy a Switch, but like, I don't even mind buying a Switch for Kirby because it looks so awesome. Like, it looks like the, um, the style that we got familiar with now from Returns to, from, from Return to Dreamland up to K Kirby Planet Robobot. It looks like the same, like, engine and stuff. But I really don't mind that as long as it's just another solid game. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, this has been shown before, but people haven't really taken too much interest. Uh, from what I've seen, at least they haven't taken too much interest. Maybe they have, but like, um, just delays and stuff was why they didn't take too much interest because they just saw the delays and they're like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna wait before forming my impressions on this one." And plus, like, we've already seen footage before, so that's the issue there. But um, aside from that, we're done. That oh, there was also a Metroid 2 remake announced for 3DS. And which was why they probably shut down another Metroid 2 remake for PC. Which, I thought that was why they did it, because I'd, they wouldn't have taken... Well, they would take it down, because it's Nintendo. But they wouldn't have been so quick to take action, had they not have been working on something of Metroid 2, I feel. Which is why they took action immediately, and as we all now know, they were working on a Metroid 2 remake anyway. But speaking of anyway, that is the end of the segment. So overall, I would rate Nintendo a 9 out of 10. You could sense the passion and so many games I'm excited for. Yes, I am looking forward to all the games they are releasing pretty much, including Weeb Emblem. Yes, indeed. Uh, Twenty says, you be hyped over a logo, but then gameplay shows up and previews aren't too good. Better set them expectations low if you don't suffer from hype backlash. That is true, but I'm used to hype backlash and I can get hyped over a damn logo if I wish, Twenty, damn it. <laughs> I'm not that old, I think. Um, uh, good, um, 
I really am. Um, but now you can obviously get in your request for the request resort, so please send them to me through a DM on Discord or through Twitter at Radius Agar or at The Green Vaporate. And in the meantime, I will be checking your request, and I don't think Twenty ever actually sent me his request, so um, I'll just be waiting on that. But I've already got one in there for Jamie because he likes to get his in nice and early in advance, which is good. Good job, Jamie. Um, let's just stall for time. Um, I honestly don't know what I want to play because I need to like fill up some spaces. If if nobody else requests, so um, oh, I know what I'm gonna play. Um, what is it called? Um, do I have it? No, I don't have it. Damn it. Um, let me look up the actual name of it first. Because it might have like a different name on the soundtrack. Um, ah, it does. Okay. No. Okay, it doesn't have a different name on the soundtrack. You, you're just confusing me. You're confusing me. Um, it's in this mode. So let me do that. Um, let me just preview this in my own ears first. Um. Okay, so I'm just currently stalling for time, and uh, hopefully the talk bed is still working. Uh, I hope it is. If not, you've got a bit of trouble, but... Um... Yep, that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, let's turn you back on and you back on. There we go. Okay, so Twinny says, do I have... No, I do not have that 20, but I can download it for you ever so quickly. Uh, um, I can get both of those on for you, yep. Um, crash 3 Warp Theme. Uh, don't want the extended version. Come on. But in the meantime, I will line up your other request. So, um, for some reason I have it twice. I don't know why I have it twice, but I do. Um, and lastly, let's see if I've actually got this one now. Um, yep, that should be that track, hopefully, and if it's not, well, too bad. Oh, I didn't actually take down the um, the URL. Let's do that. Copy. This takes a while because, um, of course, it does. Because downloading one individual track seems to take forever using my internet. I always have a tendency to sing along with music when I'm trying to concentrate on something which is not good radio because it's actually quite boring, quite frankly. <sighs> it's also incredibly warm in here right now because I can't have my fan on because it makes background noise. And I've got all the windows open, you know, wearing light clothing, but um, I, I, I don't do it. <laughs> it. It's still too warm. Okay, um... 
That should be tagged correctly, so I shouldn't need to redo that. Um, put that there. Yep, and now just import it. So, we can do that. That's the, completely the wrong folder, so why are you looking in there? So, man. There we go. Okay. Okay, we s should have our request now. So, we're going to start off with a request by Jamie Mr. Wonderman, aka PD Kickass, aka Green Vibrate. He has a lot of names. This is from Super Mario 64, and this is Dire Dire Docs, right here on Radio Sega. Topical Resort, only on Radio Sega.
Request results.
And welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Sonic Mania. That was Studiopolis Zone, as requested by Twinny. Before that, from Kirby Triple Deluxe. That was King DDD Drum Dash, Stage 3, as requested by me, your host, Green Viper 8. Before that, from Crash Bandicoot 3, Warped. That was The Future. And before that, from Super Mario 64, that was Dire Dire Docks. And now we're back to normal. So, we're going to be talking about, obviously, the main reason we're all here, Sega, and what they had to reveal at E3. And we're going to be starting off with their showings at the um, Developer Digital Conference, as that is not what they showed at the Developer Digital Conference. Um, I don't think, um, I don't think the E3 recap is entirely up to date on deve- on Developer Digital's show, so I might have to use another, yeah, well, I'll have to use another site. So, is there like a specific hash- hashtag for Sega E3 or something? Um, hashtag Sega... E3. Let's look this up. Um, I know there's a lot of Sonic Forces stuff, so I will be looking through YouTube actually to get the Sonic Forces information because E3 recap don't actually seem to have it. So let me look this up. Um, E3 2017 Sega. So, we have, obviously, all the Sonic Forces stuff. There was a brand new Sonic Forces trailer revealing the the new, um... Revealing the new villain for the game, and also revealing some old villains that are coming back, such as Shadow the Hedgehog, Chaos Zero, Zavok. Nobody asked for him, but he's back. And, uh, who was the other one? I swear to... Oh, Metal Sonic, yeah, Metal Sonic. Um... Twinny says there's no Sega at E3 on there because Sega never had a proper press conference. I know, but I was looking for developer digital stuff since they revealed some Sonic Mania stuff on developer digital as well as forces. But the only stuff that was on there was not related to Sega at all. But yeah, so we had the Sonic Forces official trailer. We don't know when it's coming out still. We had the Yakuza Kiwiami official trailer. And I saw that and I am still excited for that game despite not having beaten Yakuza 0 and only being in Chapter 2. You know, chapter two. Oh dear. Um, what else we got? Um, the Sonic Forces official game trailer. Yakuza Kiwiami. Um, there were quite a lot of Sonic Forces things. I'm going to go over to my good friend Sonic Speed News to see all of this because I know he uploaded all of his to his YouTube channel. Also, there was the. Um, Um, I can't think because Discord is throwing me off. Um, there was also the Yakuza Slicks trailer that I believe was announced at Sony's conference, which for some reason didn't come up. Twenty says developer digital had nothing to do with Sega lol, but they did because they showed off the Sonic Forces stuff. It, that was on the developer digital live stream, hence why I said um, developer digital. Funny that, isn't it? Um, yeah, so we saw the villain trailer from Sonic Forces. There was the Green Hill Act 2 boss gameplay from E3. There was the Sonic Forces E3 Modern Sonic Park Avenue gameplay. There was the Modern Sonic 2D section Park Avenue gameplay. There was the Sonic Forces classic Sonic Green Hill Zone boss. 
there was the Green Hill Zone hero character gameplay, and there was the boss hero character, which I believe was the Egg Dragoon, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, let's see what Discord has to say, because I'm just blanking at the moment, because I can't go through my usual method of finding all this stuff out, <laughs> which has thrown me off a bit, but... Aside from that, I think that was really all that was revealed at um, E3 in terms of Sega. Like, they showed off a lot of Sonic stuff, they showed off some Yakuza stuff. But overall, yeah, it was very held back because I think, I think they were all secretly waiting for Tokyo Game Show. Because obviously at Tokyo Game Show they'll be showing off like actual Yakuza news rather than English trailers. And I believe that's like where they'll be putting like the final touches on announcements for Sonic Forces and stuff. Because I believe the Tokyo Game Show is normally after when Sonic Forces isn't. Uh, Twenty says, but they didn't, you're referring to the whole Twitch pre-pre-show thing that was after the de developer, I swear it was a developer digital. Um, um, I'm gonna look this up, because I am obviously wrong and Twenty is obviously right. Digital, Sega, Carbon. Um, let's see. Um, I can't even find the original footage now, that's just disappeared off the air. Right, that's just gone, it's out of there. Couldn't be bothered. Um, uh, if everything was all in one place, this would be so much easier to find, but yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Um, Sega at E3. Let's just Google it. Screw it. All Sega Atlas games confirmed so far. I feel like this could be useful. Let's go for that one. Um, 13 Sentinels, a Aegis? Aegis? Yeah, I'm going to go for that. Aegis Rim. Um, I'm guessing that's a Sega Europe game because it sounds like it's like tactics based. Etrian Odyssey 5, Beyond the Myth. Um, I think that was one of the games they were mainly pushing for because that was on like the lanyards and stuff. Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology sounds like a um, Sega Europe game. Shimagami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. I believe they changed the name of that when it came over to the West for some reason. I don't know why. Just keep it the same. Sonic Forces and Sonic Mania. We knew that. Total War. Warhammer 2. And Yakuza 6. The Song of Life. And Yakuza Kiwiami. They are all the games that were on show. Uh, Mikhail says someone's feeling tired. I, I definitely remember people saying that that was on the developer digital uh, stream though. Definitely remember people saying that, so they just clearly lied to me. Um, anyway, I think we're going to go for a song break because I really don't have much else to say because all I'm doing is just rambling on now. So, um, since, since there was a trailer for Sonic Mania since the last Off Topic episode, this trailer contained Stardust Speedway and I thought why not play the original version of Stardust Speedway and I went for the past mix because I believe this mix is the best mix <laughs> much better than the bad future mix in my opinion this one is really underrated so from Sonic the Hedgehog CD this is Stardust Speedway past mix JP version right here on Topical Resort
And welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from the unreleased Yaku or unreleased in the West, Yakuza 6. What are you nah ga gotoku? Gotoku. Six. You're such a pretty boy, except that's not the actual name because as you could hear in the song, it clearly says, You're such a dirty boy. Oh dear, yeah, we cannot be having that on our airwaves. Mm. But before that was from Sonic the Hedgehog CD, that was Stardust Speedway past mix from the Japanese version of the game, because it's two different soundtracks, you know. But anyway, as always, it is time for the one, the only, the segment name which I forgot to play. Topical Thesis. Yes, Topical Thesis, where we take we take an opinion that I perhaps come up with myself or I've heard from around the community, and I give my own spin on it, three points for, three points against, and come to a justified conclusion on whether I think I agree or disagree with the statement, and then I read out your opinions, whether you give them to me or not. I force you to. But So, my question today is, is E3 losing relevancy? Yes, quite a generic question, but I hear this all over the place. I I go on Twitter and everyone's going, oh, E3's not relevant anymore, so why should I watch it? E3's lost relevancy, so nobody announces big games there anymore, to which I, I say no. But, or do I say no? Because that's what we're looking into today. Yeah, I know, right? Is it? Three points four. So, more and more companies are using other platforms to reveal their games. For example, uh, Sonic Mania and Sonic Forces weren't even revealed at a big gaming conference. They were revealed at a 25th anniversary party, for God's sakes, you know. You would have thought they would have saved that for E3 if E3 was just still such a big force in the gaming community, but if you know, Sega go and announce like their two biggest new games at a party that they ran. That must say something about E3's relevancy, I think. Um, the event going public could mean the interest from press was dwindling. Uh, within this year, E3 went public, which means for the uh, first time ever, you don't have to be a journalist to be able to go to E3. Anyone can go in and just buy a ticket, which obviously means obviously there's going to be overcrowding and tons of loud, rude Americans all over the place, you know, shoving their greasy hands all over stuff. But uh, I'm joking. Um, but you know, obviously opening up to the public has huge disadvantages for the press. But if they've had to open it up to the public, does that suggest that perhaps the press were losing interest? Or perhaps the press weren't turning up as frequently if they've had to open it up to the public in order to keep making money. Makes you think. Now, the format of E3's press conference is outdated, and more public interest can be gained for other ways. As I already mentioned, you've got the party thing, but uh, you can also like reveal stuff through Twitter, you can reveal it just through like putting up a YouTube trailer, you can reveal it through doing a live stream, you don't have to do this huge big press conference that costs like millions of pounds to put on. You know, there are other ways to do it, and honestly, more people will probably see it if you just post it as like an announcement or a trailer on YouTube compared to showing up to a specific event you know, showing up to a specific event that's full of other games where the spotlight will be stolen but um, as always, also here are my three points against companies still use E3 as their main way to reveal games uh, points being, you know, Nintendo revealed all of their games at E3 and same with Ubisoft so, with that in mind, surely it can't be that irrelevant if like, all major companies still use it to reveal their games, just other companies are going against it. Uh, E3 is one of the biggest events of the year, and revealing games at smaller events would be a silly idea. You know, why would you reveal your game at, like, obviously the Sega effect doesn't count here, but 
Why would you reveal your game at some random gaming expo that like, nobody goes to when you could reveal it at a gaming expo that gets millions of eyes on it every single year? And the entire gaming press covers it. Surely you'd want to announce your stuff there compared to announcing it on like, you know, like some random gaming expo in the middle of some small town. It just makes sense. Um, and with E3 going public entry, it means that the viewership and visitor rates are higher than ever before. Because if you're letting people into E3 who aren't supposed to be there and don't have press passes and stuff, uh, and if you're just letting people buy tickets compared to having to receive them and be on a list, then obviously you're going to have higher visitors, a higher visitor count. And with a higher visitor count comes more people, you know, more people advertising it to their friends and more people becoming aware of it, which means more viewers online. Which creates a snowball effect because then it keeps getting bigger and bigger again when before it was going downwards. So it going public could be good and bad, but for publicity it's good, for the way the public act it's bad. Um, so my conclusion to this, is E3 becoming irrelevant? I haven't actually wrote a conclusion for some reason, but in my personal opinion, despite the fact that, you know, there are other ways of announcing stuff that could perhaps gain more attention and cost less money. The use of uh, just one, the convenience, and two, the viewership that E3 gains would show me that gaming companies are more likely to reveal their stuff at E3, which means E3 is not irrelevant as gaming companies still show interest in it. Therefore, meaning that E3 is relevant still. What's your opinion on the say? I'd like to know. Send it to us through Discord, radiosc.ga forward slash Discord. Or perhaps send it to us through Twitter, at Radio Sega, or at the Green Viper 8. Or you could even use the hashtag Topical Resort if you don't feel like tweeting at one of us, and I will still be able to see it there. Or if you're feeling particularly ambitious, why not send it in through Facebook? We are just Radio Sega on Facebook. I don't have an email address, so you can't send it there. Send it to my MySpace. Send it to my Club Penguin account, you know. Just send it to all those places. And in the meantime, I'm going to see... I'm going to see what everyone's saying in the chat. So, Jamie says, Didn't Nintendo use Directs for the last couple of years? Yes, because um, it was deemed too expensive to do a press conference, and therefore they went, they went, Yep, we're going to do our own little uh, Nintendo Direct. Jonas thinks better because it's a lot more creative than just someone standing on a stage and going, We have games, guys. We have video games. It's slightly more interesting, like when they did that Star Fox Zero skit or they did any of that other stuff. It's a lot more interesting than some random CEO from some company I've never heard of going, Hi, guys. So, I've got this 4K game. You know, you didn't care about the game before. It was a really bad game that released in 2013 because it was a launch title for the Xbox One that nobody cared about, but it's got 4K support now, I mean, come on, get excited, woo, yay! Yeah, um, I'd rather, much rather have Nintendo's thing than just some random guy standing on a stage. But, um, Rexy says, to be fair, under that list, I pick Mario over the other titles in reference to a list which Jamie put on which said which showcase game from E3 are you looking the most forward to and Mario Odyssey is quite frankly the only good game on the list because quite honestly who would want to vote for a Metroid 2 or Metroid Prime 4 on there or vote for any good game when we could have on the list 
Call of Duty, World War 2, Crackdown 3, Days Gone, Destiny 2, Far Cry 5, you know, all bang bang shooty shooty games. Or you got God of War, which is looks the exact same as every other God of War. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which I haven't heard of this thing's about. Sea of Thieves, which actually looks decent. Spider-Man, which actually looks decent. Battlefront 2, don't get me started on Battlefront 2. Super Mario Odyssey, the only good option there, and uh, The Evil Within 2. Like, if you give me those NAF options, of course I'm going to pick Mario Odyssey, because every single one of those is either bang bang shooty shooty, or boring as hell. <laughs> Just like, there's no good variety on that list. But, whatever. So that was the topical thesis, and I'm going to see if any of you have got anything through on the Twitter feed. Uh, Twenty says, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. You mean Dragon Ball Fighters Z? Yeah, pretty much the same game, isn't it? Let's be honest. Anyway, okay, so I think I'm just going to get on with some music, and if we have any opinions, I will read them out on the air in just a moment after we come back from this quick music break. So, I'm going to play a song from Pokémon Tournament since the DX version of the game was revealed just before E3 and was later showcased at E3. So, from Pokémon Tournament, this is Neo City, right here on Radio Sega.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Okay, so you may notice a little bit of a different talk about music here because it's supposed to be the disco calling, but um, due to how rambly this episode has been, I've actually messed up and realised I don't have time to take even one call because I really do need to get on the toppy mix because it is quite long this week. So instead, I really do apologise and I had to put this little awkward little talk bed in here while I just explain what happens before we get into the toppy mix. But I do promise the calling will be back next week as we will explain in the final talk bed because next week's topic I believe people will have a lot to say about. Uh, you can guess by the date what the topic will probably be, but yeah, I apologise that there's no call-in, but uh, we're going to go on to the Toppy Mix segment, and um, what the Toppy Mix segment is, is one related Sega tr- one Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode, um, one remix relating to the topic of the episode, and one non-Sega track not relating to the topic of the episode, except I messed up and it is related to the topic of the episode. I'm sorry, I'm a horrible human being, I know. So, this week I've been playing a lot of Mario 8 with your boy, The King, who is currently in the chat. Um, and one of the songs that we keep requesting on our song request bot is um, this song, and uh, Casey actually requested it like two or three weeks. No, it was about a month ago now, actually, but yeah, he requested it about a month ago and I played it then, but it's such a catchy song, I'm going to have to play it again. But, um... As King will quite quite rightfully mention, um, you probably won't see it coming, despite the fact you've heard this song for about the 19,000th time now. So, from Persona 5, this is Last Surprise, right here on Radio Sega. Let's get scratching. The Topping Man.
And for the final time, welcome back to the Topical Resort. What you just heard there was from Undertale, that was Bone Trousel. And I mentioned this in the chat, but um, quite often I make the Toppy Mix segments before I make the rest of the episode. And I made that I made that Toppy Mix on about Monday. And obviously on Tuesday night was when they revealed that Undertale was coming to the PS4. So originally at the time I wrote this episode, that was not relating to the topic of the episode however it is now relating to the topic of the episode but I don't mind because it's an awesome episode and um awesome episode is an awesome song and people hopefully didn't complain and if you did no I thought that was from T Lopes also known as the current musician for Sonic Mania or one of the current musicians because apparently there was quite a few people brought in as we found out on Twitter yesterday but that was the Sonic Forces main theme unofficial remix I'd like to point out it's unofficial just in case you didn't know, not official, not endorsed by Sega. And um, before that was from Persona 5, that was Last Surprise. Nobody saw it coming. Absolutely no one. But yes, it is time for the end of Topical Resort. I know. Boo. I know. Actually, I can hear cheering. Just stop that. But yeah, unfortunately, it was the end of the episode. Um, there was no Discord call in because time constraints. However, I now realise I probably did have time to take a call. But, uh, too bad. <laughs> I never know how long, because like, I can't get an accurate estimate on how long the episode will be, because, like, each talk quid is half an hour long, so it doesn't give me, like, an accurate representation of how long the show will be, roughly. So I can't predict whether I will always have time to take a call or not. But, yeah. So from that, next week's episode, I will definitely be taking some calls, because next week's episode happens to fall on the 23rd of June. And uh, every Sega fan knows that that is obviously Sonic's anniversary, specifically his 26th anniversary. And um, if you didn't know that, don't even call yourself a Sonic fan, let alone a Sega fan, because you're just not worth it, personally. Yeah, it's more so going to be my experiences with the Sonic series and your experiences with the Sonic series, as we're going to try and take as many calls as possible, asking about your experiences and your childhood memories, and, you know, all that good stuff, I guess. All that nostalgia just bundled into one. Hope you're looking forward to that, and plenty of calls will be on the go for that. Uh, as Jamie says, yes, a better show is on next because it is Sega Mix Drive with Rexy. It is Fish Friday, playing the best fish music 24/7. Exactly. But for now, I'm going to leave you with a track that I've been playing on repeat all week. Um, I have been humming it like crazy. It's been stuck in my head, but it's such an amazing track. This is from the recent, not recently. This was. A this was a game shown at E3 and got a trailer, and as I mentioned, the game grew on me immensely in E3. So, I'm going to end off the show with a track from Super Mario Odyssey, the E3 2017 trailer theme, also known as I'll Be Your One-Up Girl. I have been Green Viper 8, this has been the Topical Resort, and as always, I will see you next time, bright and early, for another episode. But for now, enjoy the music.
Radio Sega is social. Like us at Facebook.com slash Radio Sega and follow us on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Radio Sega. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.